The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, I don't touch stairs. They're always up to something. You can look forward to these and many other dad joke witticisms in the coming years that you might not miss your mom and dad when you're far away from home. A great welcome to everyone who's moved back into the city, especially all the students who are returning, and a particular greeting to any freshmen who have had any new move-ins. We want to be lighthearted. Really. For example, right? That first ridiculous joke, I don't trust stairs, they're always up to something, but you know, I went home to the rectory the other day and all the boys were putting their fingers into the outlets, so I had to ground them. And the reason I bring these idiocies up is because I want to meditate when we hear the great passage of the institution of what we call now the papacy, Peter and his successors, flesh and blood. I want to focus on that saying of our Lord. Flesh and blood has not revealed this, but my heavenly Father. Indeed, we should not be afraid to go upstairs because there is something wonderful very often there. You have to come up the stairs into this beautiful chapel and so on and so forth to understand that the gift of what we call the papacy, the gift of Peter and his successors is not of flesh and blood, but is of the heavenly Father that the acknowledgement of the Christ is divine revelation. And this is important for us because the successors of Peter are the gift of Christ to the church so that as we who are flesh and blood, we who, if you will, dare to find every little interesting thing and put our fingers into the sockets will be grounded in the heavenly revelation that the successors of St. Peter, and you notice that, the man, Simon, son of Jonah, receives revelation from God and adheres to it and becomes Peter, becomes now the man, becomes the office. Our Lord will strengthen it later in his passion 
at the end of the Last Supper. It's recorded in St. Luke's Gospel. And I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you have risen, you must strengthen your brothers. So that's the second point I would make. Jesus Christ does not promise to Peter and his successors moral perfection. Right? I pray that your faith will not fail. So yes, there have been many moral faults throughout the history of the papacy. That does not invalidate anything because those are Christian men who have duty to obey Christ in their own lives, right? And Christ is not going to say, well, I'm going to make you morally perfect because that takes away your freedom. So they must freely follow Christ. The promise that is given to them is that flesh and blood does not reveal but the Heavenly Father. And that's the guiding principle. That's why St. Peter himself will write later on. You read this in the second letter of St. Peter, chapter 1, when he's writing to the Christians saying, Peter, an apostle to you who share the same faith as us, right? The faith of the Pope is not superior to my faith or yours. And then he writes, I intend to remind you of what you already know. That's exactly right. That is exactly what the papacy is for. That's why it says in the first Vatican Council, which as you may know defined papal infallibility in the document Pastor Eternus. In that document when it finds infallibility it says, quote, the Spirit of God is not given to the successors of Peter to teach some new doctrine. Rather, it is given that they may faithfully teach and saintly safeguard the deposit of faith. Now, why is this so important? It's because as the world turns and marvelous new things arise, and perhaps some less marvelous new things arise, all of the faithful in Christ, wherever they are and whatever time they live, and I would argue we live in a very privileged time because you and I can open a little book called The Catechism of the Catholic Church, which has the teachings of the faith there. We live in an age where most of us can read, which is a very nice thing, and Bibles are comparatively seeking rather cheap. And then you can go on the interweb and find whatever you want, including the Bible. And the geez, you can even get Father Mike Schmitz and his beautiful chin to read the Bible and the catechism to you. Isn't that nice? So we get then to the last point, right? The point of study. Ground yourself, right? Ground yourself. You and I are flesh and blood, but flesh and blood baptized with the very life of God within our own selves, walking freely along the pathways of the earth, each in our own place. Have no envy for the successor of St. Peter. He is that one soul called to stand alone before the abyss of God and hold unflinchingly to the deposit of faith so that you and I, in all the vagaries and joys and happinesses and confusions and sadnesses and pains and all the glories of the world, that you and I can hearken to the deposit of faith, that the vicar of Christ is there to remind me of what I already know, remind me of what I already know, to ground us well. We are not afraid to go up the stairs. It's true, they are always up to something, but when we hold fast to the deposit of faith, and to you who are students, we already know you're smart. 
So you must study. You can hear me say this again and again and again and again. If you don't know your faith, you want to know whose fault that is? Yours, right? <laughs> we will help you. We will support you. We'll give you answers to the more esoteric questions. Fair enough. We'll help you when it gets hard, of course. You want to study very well the simplicity and pray much for the successor of St. Peter, whose name now is Francis, that that spirit that is not flesh and blood but of the Heavenly Father will dwell in him mightily, and he will teach always right faith so that we, the good people of God, can follow quite peacefully all the pathways of the earth, faithfully obedient to our Lord, which brings what? Endless joy, a clarity of vision, so that I fear no stairs, and I know to keep my finger out of the socket, and I'm ready to be very free child of God, thanks to the grace given through St. Peter and all of his successors. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.